fantasy football can be strange, can be unpredictable, and can be very, very scary sometimes as we're starting to set these lineups. And we saw that again in week 12. I mean, it was a lot of highs, a lot of lows. I mean, if you're a Jets fan, how do you feel right now? I mean, your quarterback, he's 5-2. and two. His only two losses were against the Patriots. But he hasn't been able to move the offense. Q, Mike White, and baby, 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 he's back. He's back. Some of these Jets players are back to fantasy relevance. And we're allowed to be excited again. We are allowed to once again be excited about the New York Jets and their fantasy players. Listen, it's it's going to be interesting because I actually have two New York Jets that I'm going to be talking about today. But I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm way too excited. I'm, of course, here to talk about the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show Waiver Wire Week 13 Top Pickups of the Week. Yes, I know. We already – I say it every single week, but, man, it really does fly by. Week 13, that means there's two weeks left to make the push for the Fantasy Football Playoffs. So hopefully, hopefully, you've been following along with us all season. And if you're not already in the playoffs, you're at least in contention and you're battling for a playoff spot. and. As we look ahead to week 13, be aware that this week there's only two teams on by the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. But next week, week 14, the last week before the fantasy football playoffs, there is one, two, three, four, five, six teams on by. So this week in particular, you got to play your guys, you got to play your studs. But before we get into the nitty gritty of the, the pick, the pickups this week, we do have to mention, of course, there were some injuries this week. Daniel Mooney, yes, I know he wasn't super fantasy relevant for most of the season, but he was showing glimpses the last few weeks. Um, he's out for the season with his ankle injury. Obviously, the biggest beneficiary of this is going to be Chase Claypool. Um, he's going to become the de facto number one wide receiver in that offense, which, I mean, if Darnell Mooney wasn't fantasy relevant, why would Chase Claypool? He's not on my list today because he's too... Um, high rostered already. Uh, Byron Pringle, again, not a player that I'm going to suggest rostering, but if you're in like a super, super deep league, yes, you can go and get uh, Trav- or, uh, Byron Pringle. Travis Etienne, he sprained his foot early in the game, and uh, Jamichael Hasty came in and frankly looked very, very impressive, but it sounds like it's going to be just a minor injury. So we're going to talk about Hasty a little bit later. Crossing our fingers that Travis Etienne is going to be okay. Similar situation with Michael Carter is day-to-day with a low ankle sprain. He could miss a few games. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. They're going to have further tests on Wednesdays. So if you're in most leagues, they do the Tuesday night waiver wire transaction. You're not going to have clarity on Michael Carter. So you're going to have to go in and probably put in a, a waiver bid for Bam Knight, Zonovan Knight of the New York Jets. Um, and then Elijah Mitchell. My goodness. Elijah Mitchell. He had a knee sprain again. He could he's gonna miss six to eight weeks, which basically he's gonna be a write-off for the fantasy football playoffs, and really he's just gonna be relevant come real football playoffs. So Elijah Mitchell in your season-long leagues, you can drop him. Finally, Aaron Rodgers. Um, it looked like the shoulder, apparently it's his ribs that he injured. He missed uh, basically the fourth quarter. And um I don't know what to say, man. Like Listen, we'll talk about it a little bit later when I'm talking about Jordan Love. But to me, this is conspiracy theory written all over it. But uh, that's it for your for your injury roundup. Uh, there were some non 
Fantasy-relevant players like Tristan Wirfs, for example, looks like he's going to miss the rest of the season. That's that's a huge loss for the Bucks, who are already struggling. Um, they obviously lost to uh, Cleveland in overtime this week, which was that was a bit of a blow. So it's been a rough year for Mr. Tom Brady. And then you throw in the whole crypto situation, and it's just it's just messy for my boy, Mr. Tom Brady. But listen, we're not here to about, talk about Tom and his drama. We're here to talk about our favorite waiver wire picks. So let's get going. Let's talk about the running back position and yes i've already talked about it but zonovan bad night of the new york jets the undrafted free agent again michael cutter is going to be day-to-day with the local sprain but knight rushed for 69 yards on 14 carries and he also caught three of three targets now is this going to shatter your fantasy football world no the answer is not but what is notable is the fact that Ty Johnson was healthy. He did squat. Okay. James Robinson, who has actually been pretty respectable for the Jets when he's been playing, was a healthy scratch. Coach Robert Sala basically said that the reason for this is because he wanted to give a spark to the offense. And yes, Van Knight did provide a spark to the offense, but I mean, it was obviously it was it was, it was Mike White that provided that spark. But Zonovan Knight did his part for it. So he's not rostered in any leagues, zero percent, which why would we be shocked with that? I'm going to suggest between about 7 to 10% of your fab budget, keeping in mind that Michael Carter, when he's healthy, is going to be the guy. We just don't know if he's going to be healthy in the next couple of weeks. Go out and put a waiver wire bid on Zonovan Knight. Next, Michael Hasty of Jacksonville, rostered in 3% of leagues. Again, I'm going to suggest between about 6 to 10% of your fab budget. Now, ETN had a mild sprain in his foot. And word was he potentially could have come back in the game, but they elected not to take him back to bring him back in, which frankly it, it killed me in, in a league, which I'm sure it didn't for a few of us. But probably the right thing to do as we enter the, the playoff season, we want Travis Etienne at his full health. These foot injuries can be nagging, so not making it worse may have been a short-term pain for a long-term gain. But to Michael Hasty. Similar situation, you're going to want to put a bid on Hasty. Melvin Gordon, he's not dead yet, baby. He's uh, sounds like he's going to be signed by Kansas City to their practice squad, and my guess is he's going to be elevated pretty quickly. He is actually rostered in 46% of leagues, which means that people were reluctant to drop him because he's got that name brand behind him. But I'm going to suggest between 5 to 6%. Um, Isaiah Pacheco... He didn't have a breakout game this week, but he was clearly the RB1 this week, and he's probably going to be the RB1 for the rest of the season. Melvin Gordon is going to work in there. So is Jerick McKinnon. So just be aware, Melvin Gordon, he's worth a pickup, but have your expectations set accordingly. Now, somebody that you need to keep an eye on is Mike Boone. So Latavius Murray was the lead dog in Denver this week, and he had a respectable game. I mean, if you had him as your as a flex spot, he came through for you. But Mike Boone is eligible to come off of IR next week, being week 13. So what do we know about Mike Boone? Well, he was a darling as a handcuff, but really disappointed unless it was week 17 when week 17 didn't count in a lot of leagues. So he has the potential there. I would expect it's going to be a pretty much a timeshare between Latavius Murray and Mike Boone, likely a 60-40 type split. So get a piece of that offense because, baby, we know we want to get a piece of that Denver offense. For those of you who don't know, I'm definitely being sarcastic. But listen, you're going to want to spend probably 3 to 5% of your fab budget on Mike Boone. Just, again, you want to get a little bit of depth at the running back position. Kyron Williams, all right. 
So now after three games, he still isn't productive. The, the Rams right now are just an absolute crapshoot. Uh, Allen Robinson's going to be, he's been shut down for the rest of the season. Cooper Cup is still injured. It sounds like Matt Stafford dealing with the concussion might be out for the rest of the season. So am I saying go out there and, and rush to get Kyra Williams, who really wasn't even a great prospect? No, but two to three percent. It's just, you know, it, you're going for the upside. The guy was elite in terms of pass catching in college, and that's where we love getting fantasy production with the running backs. So go out. If he's still available, 1% to 2%, obviously, this is going to be for deeper leagues. Um, James Cook, Buffalo Bills, who's still rostered in only 37% of the leagues. Again, 3 to 5%. Nothing changed from last week. It's still going to be the Devin Singletary show, but James Cook, we see, is he's part of that offense. So in the event that Devin Singletary does get hurt, James Cook is going to be locked and loaded, running back two. So go out and get him before. It happens. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I actually just traded for Devin Singletary in the league, so I hope it doesn't happen, but it could happen. It's still football. James Cook is a special player. I thought he was going to have a great season. I thought he was going to surpass Devin Singletary. He hasn't done that yet, but it could still happen, ladies and gentlemen. I like James Cook as a prospect. I like spending 3 to 5% of my fab budget on James Cook. Um, the next few players are really just – they're they're handcuffed at players, but Keontae Ingram of, of the Arizona Cardinals, he's rostered in seven percent of leagues. He's a James Conner um, handcuff. They are on bye in week thirteen, so be aware of that. Maybe you don't want to go out and get Ingram this week, but be aware of it. Ty Johnson of the Jets, same deal. I mean, if if Michael Carter misses time, it's going to be Zonovan Knight. It's going to be Ty Johnson. Chances are Ty is not going to get their usage. They'll just activate James Robinson again. So. Again, I'm putting 0%, so $0 bid. Just being aware, especially in deeper leagues, if you're in a 14-person league or deeper, Ty Johnson's worth considering. And then finally, Jordan Mason. Elijah Mitchell's going to be out six to eight weeks, which means Jordan Mason is going to be the backup to Christian McCaffrey. CMC's just, really, this is just more of an opportunity for CMC to explode once again. But in the event that there's an injury, they're going to be desperate. Jordan Mason might be the next man up. So go out, $0 bid. Um Deep leagues only. Okay, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Now, listen, okay. I talked about Jamison Williams last week, and he is now rostered in 52% of leagues, which, again, for those of you who are, who are new to the show, 50% is typically my Mendoza line, where anybody under 50% is who I'm going to talk about. Jamison Williams, just above that line. I'm going to say talk about him. He didn't play this week. It sounds like he could play next week, but TJ Turk is also back. So just be aware of that. Jamison Williams is worth a flyer on i'm saying seven percent the talent is there but the man hasn't played the entire season as we're entering week 13 so is he going to come onto the scene and have immediate fantasy football relevance hard to say the talent is there crazier things have happened okay okay ladies and gentlemen the dance party is time baby elijah moore he's back baby he's back he's okay he's at least fantasy relevant let's just leave it at that the key thing here is that last season elijah moore finished as a wide receiver 28 in terms of ppr points per game okay he had five receiving touchdowns as well as a sixth on the ground and most of that production was not with zach wilson and we saw it again this season elijah moore was irrelevant with zach wilson lo and behold the savior, Mike White, comes in, 
and he becomes fantasy relevant again. Now, listen, he did only have two targets, and he caught both of his receptions, and he got in the end zone. So obviously that t- that touchdown is going to elevate his fan- fantasy uh, viability. Truth of the matter is, it's going to be Garrett Wilson, man. Garrett Wilson, he is that dog. But Elijah Moore becomes fantasy relevant as long as Mike White continues to be the quarterback. And after this performance, listen, Zach Wilson produced three points against the Patriots last week. Mike White had three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Chances are Mike White has done enough to secure himself as a starting quarterback for the New York Jets for the rest of the season. That means Elijah Moore is going to be fantasy relevant. I'm going to say 6 to 10% of your fab budget because, listen, ladies and gentlemen, the upside is immense with Elijah Moore. Wait, don't start him, but roster him. Okay, I'm going to talk about some of these players that I've already talked about on previous weeks. We're going to go quick through it, but names worth mentioning. Demarcus Robinson, Baltimore Ravens. He's still only rostered in 30% of leagues. I'm going to say 5 to 6%. He's boom or bust. We have saw that when he was a chief. We've seen it again this season. Last week was a boom or a bust. This week was it? I wouldn't quite say it a boom, but it was a reasonable week. No, he had four targets, one reception. So, boom bust. Beware. Demarcus Robinson still probably the wide receiver one on that team. But in truth, it's all tight ends all the time in Baltimore. Zay Jones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Holy crap. He had a career game. He caught 14 targets for 145 yards. The thing here about Zay Jones is the man doesn't catch touchdowns. He has one touchdown on the season. If he didn't, if he had more, say he had five or six touchdowns, so every other game Zay was getting in the box, he would be a pretty viable low-end wide receiver too. As it is, because of the volume that he's getting, I mean, 24 targets in the last two weeks, people. He becomes fantasy viable because of the targets. Now, this is only really a PPR type play. Half PPR, non-PPR type leagues. Non-PPR, Zay Jones isn't really startable. You can't start him. I mean, 14 points you would have gotten in a non-PPR. That's just not going get to it, get it done. But in a half-point PPR, worth considering. In a full PPR, 12-team leagues where you have a bench of at least six players or more, Zay Jones should be rostered moving forward. He is fantasy viable. And he could have a good stretch as we approach the playoffs. Okay. Nico Collins, we talked to one of him every single week. Houston Texans. He had a decent target this week. He gets about five to six targets a game. He's only rostered in 33% of leagues. Upside type play, 3 to 5% of your foul budget. Matt Collins, a guy I talk about every single week. Again, boomer bust type player. He tends to snap or log at least 90 to 95% of the snap shares, which means he's on for pretty much the entire game. Again, 3 to 5%. It's not exactly a sexy offense. So Matt Collins, boomer bust potential, but I have him in my deeper leagues, and I suggest you do so as well. Julio Jones, only in deep leagues. He's only rostered in 33%. Not a starter, but worth rostering. 2 to 3% of your fab. Isaiah McKenzie, man, he had a fantastic week this week on Thanksgiving. Um, he's somebody that needs to be rostered in your PPR leagues. He tends to be boomer bust with the touchdowns, but again, we know that he has that massive potential every single week. So if you're in a pinch, especially in deeper leagues, Isaiah McKenzie should be a player that you consider starting as a wide receiver three or a flex every single week. Byron Pringle, again, Chase Claypool is going to be the main beneficiary with the uh, Darnell Mooney injury, but Byron Pringle is next man up. 
He's got limited upside, but he did score the TD this week and still only got nine points. So take that for what it is. Chicago, especially without their quarterback, is very, very risky. Without Justin Fields, very, very risky. Terrace Marshall, rostered in 18%. I've got him on here simply because he did show it, but he seems to really only be relevant with P.J. Walker. So I would show caution when, when if you're going to go pick up Byron Pringle. Terrace Marshall, excuse me, um, Van Jefferson of the Rams. Allen Robinson isn't there. We know that obviously Cooper Cup isn't there. So he's going to be the top wide receiver targets. Now, do you want the top wide receiver target in a junk pile? Probably not, but worth mentioning in deeper leagues. And finally, Richie James, once again, he found the end zone two weeks in a row. He doesn't have a lot of production otherwise other than the touchdown, so it's risky. Richard James, again, a guy worth considering in deeper leagues. That's it for the wide receiver position. Let's move on to the quarterback. Okay, so uh, twice I'm going to break my rule, and I'm going to talk about Deshaun Watson simply because he's still only rostered in 58% of leagues, which means 42% of leagues he's not rostered. He should be rostered in 100% of leagues. Now, even in single quarterback leagues, if he's still on the waiver wire, you're going to want to pick him up. He's eligible to finally play this week, but he hasn't played a meaningful game in the NFL for basically two seasons now. Then you add on to the fact that in the preseason, he didn't exactly look sharp. He shouldn't be available on any waiver wires because we know what the upside is for Deshaun Watson. And listen, the Cleveland offense looked okay with Jacoby Brissett. Like he managed it. So go out there, get Deshaun Watson if he's still available. He's worth picking up. Now, in the Superflex leagues, I'm going to suggest going and getting Mike White. He's still only rostered in 8% of leagues. So there's a possibility that he's going to be available. He had a massive game. Don't chase games, people. They're still the Jets. But we saw he's got that upside. So if you are in a league where people like to hoard quarterbacks, I know um, one of our, our fans, uh, Jen, she's in a league where they just love hoarding quarterbacks. Every single team has two, sometimes three quarterbacks in a single quarterback league. A league like that, you want to just get a little bit of insurance for your top quarterback. Mike White is a reasonable guy for insurance. We saw that this week. Again, 22 of 28 passes, 315 yards, and three touchdowns. Very, very impressive against the pitiful Bears. Finally, Jordan Love. Again, super flex only. He's only rostered in 2% of leagues. We need to keep an eye on Aaron Rodgers' status. It's time of this recording, 1 and 8, November 28th. I don't know, we don't know, if Aaron Rodgers is going to miss time. If he does miss time, Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback. Now listen, I could go on a rant about a conspiracy theory. And what that theory would be is that Aaron Rodgers has had a horrible season. He has not lived up to, his, I would say, his own expectations, let alone anybody who watches football. This week... He had a very, very impressive game against the number one team in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles. He hurt his ribs. He had one drive where he showed his grit, his love of the game, where he went and he marched down the field, and then he missed the entire fourth quarter. I could see a world where Aaron Rodgers is like, listen, I've done what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be, quote, injured for the rest of the season. It's going to give Green Bay an opportunity to see what Jordan Love is. He's going to go with a hero because he almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who've only had a single loss this entire season. I, listen, okay, I don't think it's actually going to happen, but I can see it happening because we know Aaron Rodgers has an ego. And hey, listen, 
It would be kind of funny to see. Worst case scenario, I could see him missing a couple weeks. It does give Green Bay realistically an opportunity to look at to see how has Jordan Love progressed in the two seasons. Now, it was said in the offseason that he has matured, he has progressed, but he still had some questionable decision-making. So game time, we need to see it, not just for a quarter, but for, for a full game. Can Jordan Love lead this team? Importantly, I mean, if you're not going to be rostering Jordan Love, can he keep Aaron Jones fantasy relevant? Can he keep Christian Watson, who, my God, he's just a monster right now? Can he keep Christian Watson fantasy relevant? This is what we care about for Jordan Love. Okay, tight end position, names I talked about all week. Juwan Johnson, he did absolutely squat. He got a big old goose egg zero. Yes, I played him in the league this week, so I put my money where my mouth is, and it hurt. But Juwan Johnson is still worth rostering. He's only rostering in 44% of leagues, a couple bucks. Tyler Conklin, same deal. We all know the story with Tyler Conklin. He, only, he went three for three, a couple bucks. Finally, Foster Morrow, not Foster Morrow, Foster Morrow. Apparently, that's how he wants to be called. Again, decent fill-in, seven, eight points a week. Not great. If he gets a touchdown, it's gravy, but this is the fate of the tight end position. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. DFSarmy.com. Really great website. Go check it out. A lot of free content, a lot of content for myself, my guy Garrett, the geek, tax. We have season-long strategy. We have DFS strategy. We've strategy for even like the Yahoo contest. So different types of contests, different types of platforms. We have strategy. We have, if you follow DFS Army on Twitter or even just the geek on Twitter, he shares a lot of his pickums. So ROI, very respectable. It's an open book, man. We got nothing to hide. All we do is print money here at DFS Army for our VIP members. So if you are into it, go check out dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer. Follow the instructions and you can get yourself a free membership, a free month-long membership at dfsarmy.com. And listen, Thanksgiving, you're either in the playoff hunt or you're not. If you're not, that's why there's DFS, ladies and gentlemen. So come check us out. Hit us up. Hit me up on Twitter. At the Flex Network One, come talk to me. Listen, you have questions. You're new to this DFS game. I'm a pretty approachable dude. Hit me up in my DMs, tweet at me, and we'll, let's just let's just chat. Let's figure this stuff out. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Week 13 and crushing it. So go out. Good luck with the waiver wire this week, ladies and gentlemen, and good luck getting a couple wins to get you going into the fantasy football playoffs and rocking and winning some money. So thank you very much. Good luck in week 13, ladies and gentlemen. Sheesh. Yeah. Big time. No one knows. No. Down in my teeth. I got a 